Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great Monday so far. Hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day weekend. It's kind of nice. It's nice to have that three-day weekend. You know, when you're a kid, you look at Memorial Day. That's like the official start of summer. And kids, they they look forward to any day that they can get off from school. And I don't think until you actually get older that you understand what Memorial Day is about. A lot of people just think it's about cooking out, going out on the boat, having a day off, just doing nothing. And that's fine. You can spend it however you want to. But I do think people take it for granted. They just look at it as another day off and not think about the people. The men, the women that have sacrificed their lives and served our country to protect our freedoms, our rights, our liberties with the ultimate price. And that is their lives earlier, not in my generation, but I I know the generation before me, they didn't have a choice if they wanted to go into the military or not. There was a draft. If your number was drawn, you had to go out and fight. You had to go out and defend your country because it was the right thing to do. It sucked. There was a lot of kids went to school, graduated, wanted to go to college, but they never got that opportunity because they were called by their country to go off to war. And I know a lot of you guys don't support some of the wars that we've been in. As of recently, a lot of the wars that we have been in have all been over money and stupid crap that wasn't about protecting our rights, our freedoms. It wasn't. You can't hold that against our troops when they're coming back and fighting in a war that maybe the United States citizens didn't agree with. You can't hold that against the soldiers. They are just doing a job. They have to obey commands because they could be court-martialed. This is just a job like any other job. But with their job, they could be killed in combat. And I know people can be killed in everyday mundane work, but people aren't shooting at you. Maybe in Detroit, Compton, someplace like that. Yeah, you might be getting shot at while you're at work, but not like a soldier. There is no more of a disrespectful thing you could do than yell at a soldier or tell him he's a baby killer like they did back during the Vietnam War when soldiers came back and hippies and shit like that wanted to spit on him. If I saw that today, and and I'm not a tough guy, I, I really am not. I'm not a violent person, never been a great fighter. But if I saw that, I might have to do something, might have to say something. Hell, I might try to get physical. I most likely will get my ass kicked, but I think you have no right to yell at a soldier that is fighting in a war that you may or may not agree with. They're just doing their jobs, giving the ultimate sacrifice to protect our country in a said war that might have been over money or some other bullshit. Who knows? That's the thing about it. The people that send our soldiers off to war, they're just rich politicians. Do you think their kids are going off to war? No, they're not. The kids that are going off to war right now, they're not being forced to go off to war. I mean, you volunteer to go into the war. And and I think that is just as honorable than the people that had to get drafted. I'm not saying either one is better than the other, but our military is all voluntary right now. 
But you gotta admit, a lot of people that still go into the military right now, they're the poor kids. Maybe the kids that didn't do so well in school, didn't have much of a chance, and they saw the military as an option. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that go because they want to serve their country. They're proud Americans and they want to do their part to protect it, their freedoms. And in some cases, there's families of military people, families where every single generation has served their country, fought in every single war. So I, I, I don't want you to get me wrong or paint me in a corner and say that the only people that serve in our military are the ones that didn't have any options. There's a lot of them. Some of our brightest and bravest in our country serve our country because that's what they want to do. And don't get me wrong, the military, they take care of their people. If you go in, especially if you make it a career to be a military person, hell, you are set for life. Insurance, even though the VA, our VA system here in the United States is despicable. It's gotten better, but they still don't get the treatment that they deserve. If you fought in a war, you deserve to be taken care of medically. You should never pay another penny for your health care. That's the way I see it. And what's even more disgusting, the way our veterans get treated, the ones that put their body on the line, the ones that have come back with lost limbs, injured, crippled for the rest of their lives. And that's not even mentioning the ones that come back with mental issues because they had to see their brothers, their friends, the ones that they formed connections and bonds with die right in front of them. They've seen some of the most horrible things that we would never, ever, as civilians, as American citizens, ever would have to see in our lifetime. Do you realize how many veterans that we lose on a daily basis because of suicide and they couldn't get the help that they needed? They were just thrown away like garbage and nobody wanted to help them out. Mental health, mental issues are a big problem that our veterans are facing and they gave the ultimate sacrifice and we don't give them the treatment that they deserve. They get shitty treatment. Now, Memorial Day, it's about the soldiers that have died in combat. And that's what Memorial Day is about. And I don't know if they count the soldiers that have come back that have PTSD and mental issues, the ones that are thrown away and forgotten about. Those guys, the ones that kill themselves, commit suicide, they need to be added to the casualty list. Just because they didn't die on the battlefield, they should be honored just as much as the ones that did. I could be wrong. You might not agree with me, but those guys, the ones that had those issues, some people think suicide is a coward's way out. It's not. You don't know of some of the fucked up things that these soldiers had to see. Yeah, they were lucky enough to survive on the battlefield in the middle of war, but war eventually got them. They weren't killed by the enemy, but the things that they saw, the things that they had to do that they maybe didn't like, but they did it because they wanted to survive and they were taking orders and serving their country and came back. Not the same people. I have to look into that. But I really do think that the guys that have served their country and have come back and couldn't deal with it, the ones that 
killed themselves, committed suicide, they need to be the casualties. They need to be counted as someone that died because of war. But guess what? Guess who gets the best medical care in the United States? It's our politicians, our senators. They don't pay a goddamn penny. And they get it for the rest of their lives. They don't have to wait in line. They don't have to wait weeks or months for an appointment at the VA. They go right in. They get seen first. And what did they do? They didn't go out and sacrifice anything. Yeah, some of the senators, they've served in the military and they deserve it. But most of these politicians, they're the ones that are sending your family members, your mom, your dad, your brothers, your cousins, your friends, your neighbors. They are the ones that are sending them out to die for war. That's over money. It's despicable. And, and, and it's true. So that's why I'm saying never ever hold anything against the troops. If you have a political view and you're against a certain war that they fought in, you can't do that. They're just following orders. You got to get mad at the politicians, the presidents, the senators, local government, any of those people. They are the one to blame. They call our president, whoever president it is. And I don't want you to think I'm going after Trump. It really sucks nowadays that you have to preface everything that you say when you talk about the president because people are so rabid right now. You can't have just an opinion on a political party, a president, a senator without being attacked. You know, it's crazy. You think these politicians give a damn about you? No, they don't. They really don't. They care about the people that donate money to their campaign to help them get reelected. And all that money that people give to them, those politicians have to pay that back. They're the ones that put them in power. And if you need proof, you don't have to look too far to know that the only things that the politicians care about, they don't care about the citizens. They don't care about the Americans that vote them into office anymore. This country used to be about the voters, the country that is run by the people for the people. And all the proof that you need is that they are willing to gamble. They're willing to sacrifice American lives, the ones that put them into office just to make money. That's all the proof that you need. And I know some of you guys, you're going to think, oh, well, Tuttle, you're trying to politicize Memorial Day. I'm not. I'm trying to talk about how our soldiers, how our veterans are treated in this country. And it's the truth. It is the absolute goddamn truth that our politicians, the ones that will not go and fight. Some of them have fought. Some of them have served in our military, but a lot of them, they don't look at those people as citizens, the ones that voted them in. They look at them as a commodity. They look at them as an employee and they're sacrificial lambs. Not all politicians think that way, but actions speak louder than words. And as of late, all the wars and conflicts that we have been in wasn't for our national security. It wasn't to keep our citizens safe. The war on terrorism, yeah, we went out and got some of them, but we ended up in an endless war with a country that didn't have a goddamn thing to do with the people that knocked down the Twin Towers. How many less wars would we be in today in present day America if our commander in chief, that's what we call our president, the commander in chief. I'm talking about Trump, Obama, George W. Bush, Clinton, 
George Sr., Ronald Reagan, Carter, Nixon, all those guys. How quickly do you think we would actually go to war if our president, who was the commander in chief, had to go to that country and be in charge of the military? Look at George Washington, our first president, our founding father. He was out on the battlefield. He might not have been on the front lines, but he was the commander and he was in the shit. Could you see any of our present day presidents doing that? Trump, Obama, Clinton, Bush, Reagan. Could you have seen them out in the middle of the battlefield out there commanding the troops? No, fuck no. That would not happen in a million years in present day warfare. It just wouldn't happen because they're they're most likely cowards. These presidents, they, they don't know anything about being a soldier. Now, I, I kind of have a little bit of this opinion. I really do. I really do think if you're going to be called the commander in chief, you're going to be in control of our military. And yes, a president can't go to war without Congress. We have checks and balances. But how are you going to tell troops what to do and not to do? To tell them to run into danger and sacrifice their lives when you're never going to do that. And listen, Trump's not the only one that has dodged the war or, or service. There's a lot of presidents that's done it. And I know that it's not fair for you to have to make that stipulation for you for you to be president and commander in chief. You had to have been in the military. No, 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 no. I, I don't think that's right. I think every average day American citizen should be president, but it would help. I really do think it would help. So you can call yourself the commander in chief and be in charge of our military, our armed forces. It would. It really, really would. Our people, every average average day American citizens, they're the ones that are going to have to go out and fight the war. It happened in Vietnam. It really did. Think about this. We sent so many African-American troops during the Vietnam War to go and fight and die for a country that didn't care for them, did not give them equal rights. They were segregated, couldn't drink out of the same water fountain, couldn't go to the same schools, could not eat in the same restaurants or even use the same bathrooms. But our country forced them to go off to war and fight and die. I don't even know how that would feel as an African-American, a person that is made to feel like a lesser person. And you're told, hey, go defend your country, their rights, their liberties and their freedoms when these black people did not have that. It's the biggest hypocritical thing I have ever fucking heard. It, it really is. And it makes me mad. We've only fought, in my opinion, in two wars. Two wars. Eh, could be three or four, but it's at least four. I can count out of all the conflicts that the United States of America have been in, four legitimate wars that we had to fight. The American Revolution to gain our independence from Great Britain. The Civil War. Yeah, the Civil War. A lot of people don't consider that a conflict because we weren't fighting another country. That was brother versus brother family versus family. And it was a dark time. And for a while there, the Civil War was the deadliest conflict when it comes to soldier casualties. I think it was like over 500,000 of our American soldiers, citizens, whatever you want to call them, died in the American Civil War. And the other two, now the other two conflicts, the ones that we fought against other countries, those were wars 
that we had to get into. Wars that we had to fight. Because who knows? Hitler, if we wouldn't have stopped him, how many Jews would he have killed? He was already marching his way across Europe. He could have took over that whole continent. Even though we beat them in the Revolutionary War, broke away from them because we were not happy being under British rule. We beat their ass. But the United Kingdom will always be one of our greatest allies. We have two countries that are ride or die bitches. I don't mean bitches in a bad term like we're greater than them. But what do pimps do? What do pimps do to protect their bitches? They got to get physical sometimes. When an opposing country comes and tries to fuck with the United Kingdom or Israel, what do we do as pimps? We come and collect. We let them know that you can't come on our turf and mess with any of our bitches. So what I'm saying is, as a country, when we send and we're ready to put our lives on the line, the lives of our soldiers, it's got to be for a good reason. To protect our interests, our citizens, our freedom, and our liberties. So there are things that are deserving to go to war, but there's a lot of them that we've been in that we had no business being in there. It was all about money. But the United Kingdom and Israel is always, till the end of time, they're always going to be our ride or die. Trap queen bitches. So we had to go defend them. A lot of people said, oh, well, Hitler would have came over here to the United States. I don't think that will ever happen. I don't think any other country will be able to invade the United States of America. We have oceans on both sides of our country. We got Mexico and Canada above us. We're cool with Canada. Yeah, Mexico. We have immigrants coming up here, but they've never attacked us. Hell, we've been more dicks to Mexico than Mexico has been dicks to us. And think about this. Even if they did invade the United States of America, which there's less than about 1% of that ever happening, but say they get through our first line, they're able to get on shore, move inland. Think about that. Everybody in the United States has guns because of the Second Amendment. Could you imagine if an invading country went through the hood, went through a place like Compton, Detroit, Hell, let me give you a local name, a local hood, a local city. Hell, the most dangerous street in Orlando. Could you imagine if we were invaded by another country? They got into Orlando. They get to the theme parks. They easily take over Disney and Universal because they've become too corporate and they were a bunch of pushovers. Yeah, they found a lot of resistance when they got to Gatorland. Because Gatorland, Gatorland is like the Vietnam of the theme parks. They invented guerrilla warfare. They would hide on the other side of the lake where all the gators are at. The gators that are there waiting for the chicken jumperoo. But just think, what would happen to that country? I don't know. Let's say, for example, North Korea. What do you think would happen to North Korea when they got to Pine Hills in Orlando on Highway 50? And if they were so dumb and they didn't have their intel or reconnaissance and they thought, Hey, let's go down this street paramour. We'll be able to roll over them just like a freight train. These fucking Koreans, they have a rude awakening coming because the cats on Paramore, they ain't taking any shit from a North Korean. They wouldn't even stand 
a fucking chance if that ever happened. But there's a lot of those ones through history that you can look at and there really wasn't any good reason besides money. If you want to correct me, I don't want you to think that I'm one of those people that have opinions and I can't be changed. I've talked about this in past podcasts. One of my favorite things is being able to have a conversation and hearing other people's opinions because I want my mind to be changed as well too. I want to hear something that's going to click in my brain and says, you know what? You're right. I'm not hardhead. I'm not like one of those guys, those talking heads that you see on Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, those 24-hour news networks. That's not news. Those are people with opinion, but they'll never change because it's bad for business. Their management will boot their ass out immediately because they all have an agenda. And I don't want you to think I'm making this all anti-war. I'm not. I'm just trying to prove a point here of the sacrifices that our soldiers have given up on a daily basis to defend our country. And you know, these average everyday American citizens, the ones that aren't protecting our country, they complain. They bitch and complain, especially going through this whole coronavirus thing right now. They complain, oh, I'm stuck inside. Yeah, it sucks. A lot of Americans have lost their jobs right now. They're struggling. But what about these soldiers? They had to go fight off in wars that meant nothing. It did not help us as American citizens. All it did was line the pockets of the politicians that told people to go out to war. How fair is that? It almost sounds fucking criminal to me. It really does. These people are profiting by playing a deadly chess game that involves our soldiers' lives. And people, they're asking, what is America's greatest resource? Is it the oil that we're getting from the shale? Is it our car industry because we are known for making cars? Is that it? No, it's not it. Our greatest resource in the United States of America is our soldiers. By far, there is no debating it. Do you realize in other countries like Israel, Every Israeli has to serve in the military. Some people think that's a good thing. Not here in the United States, because in the United States, we have so many freedoms. We have those freedoms because of all the soldiers that have gave up their life to give you all those freedoms. All those securities that you have are from the people that came before you that believed in something bigger than themselves. They were ready and willing to die for the future of the country that they love. It does. And I think that's why our soldiers, we might not have the biggest military when it comes to the amount of servicemen that we have fighting, but they want to be there. They're not being forced. They're ready to fight. They're ready to lay their lives down on the line to defend the citizens, their families, their friends, their loved ones. They do it because they want to make a difference because they are afforded the freedoms not a lot of countries have. So in closing, I know that I got a little bit political. I didn't talk about any other side. The care for our troops, the love for our troops need to be a bipartisan thing. It's not Democrat. It's not Republican. These are the politicians that are sending our soldiers out to die in needless wars. Like I said before previously, we've only fought a handful of wars that were absolutely necessary through the history of our country. So today, while you're out, while you're out enjoying your day off with your family, your loved ones, cooking out, not having to worry about a lot of things, except the coronavirus right now. But like I said, 
Our forefathers, the people before us, our ancestors have been through so much hell to be able to make a day like this possible. And I don't think people take time on this day. They just see it as a day off. And they don't even think about over the million troops through the history of all the wars that we've been in, in our country. Think about that. Over a million of our American citizens that made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms. So just take that time today, even if it's for a couple of minutes, just to remember those people that sacrificed so much for you.